0: Matthew 18, verse 19, right at the end of that passage on church discipline that we looked at recently, Jesus says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Mm. So there, there, again, is that sense of people praying, two or more people praying together and agreeing in prayer, which is why uh, participating, not just sitting there silently while other people pray, but even agreeing, uh, whether it's just adding an amen or... Yes Lord or whatever it is that you're comfortable saying out loud to express we it's not just that person praying that we're all in agreement with that we that that person just articulated for all of us what we desire from God
1: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Make and Multiply. My name is Matt Groon, and it is my joy to serve as one of the pastors at Emmaus Road Church. And I'm joined this morning with my dear friend, Ryan Chase, who serves as the senior pastor at Emmaus. Uh, just a reminder of why we do this podcast, and even, you know, the six people out there that listen to this, <laughs> thank you for doing it. Uh, our aim in doing this is just to provide a resource for the people of Emmaus Road Church um, to be thinking about certain topics and things that come to our minds of just ways to edify and build up the church. So we just see this as an extension of the ministry of the word as mm-hmm. pastors. That's we right. were called to, that is our main calling is to do the ministry of the word. And, and we recognize that that often has been delegated to just the, the, the one hour gathering or the, you know, 30, 40 minute sermon. Um, but Life goes on beyond that moment. So we our, it's our aim in this is to try and take some of what what the word has to say about all of life, because we believe all of Christ is for all of life. And so that's kind of again want to remind you why we do this, and if it serves anybody, that's right, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, so that's our aim. And today, uh, this would be this. This is a topic that we feel um, it could be applied in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think. Ryan, correct me. I, I see this primarily functioning like in the context of your families mm-hmm. and also in your gospel communities. The topic we're going to talk about today is what is what we're calling conversational prayer. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Ryan, help us. This was one the topic that you wanted to, uh, felt burdened, to talk about. So, why don't you give us a little bit of what you're thinking when you mean conversational prayer? Yeah, the idea in calling it conversational
0: prayer is really just to make a connection between the way that we pray in community in particular. So we're we're talking here not about personal devotional prayer or time of personal intercession in prayer when you're all alone, but times when we are praying out loud Hmm. in community with other believers. Um, How do we pray? What are some of the mechanics of that? Um, So that we are praying together in agreement uh, and in a way that is fruitful and edifying to everybody present. Uh, so, conversational just kind of makes the connection to our conversations. We, we talk together mm. in conversation. That's a normal part of life. And if you think about the way that we converse, usually it's a lot of throwing the ball back and forth. Right. I talk for a little bit. You talk. You respond. You know, even right now, you're verbally agreeing, um, you know, just chiming in so that there's give and take and it's it's conversational. Uh, and the idea of conversational prayer is praying out loud together in community in a way that resembles that. Mm. So there's participation between many people um, and, and avoiding kind of soliloquies or right. monologues or some of that kind of... Um, yeah. Yeah. Just one person
1: taking up the whole time. Right. Yeah. Picture this, right? You're... <laughs> Put yourself in the maybe you've been in this situation, you're at GC, you're at a gospel community gathering, or you're in some Bible study, or whatever. And okay, it's time to pray. Uh, and it's not like, Hey, Ryan, would you pray for the group, right? Briefly, it's we're just going to spend some time in prayer. Quotes around that, mm-hmm. and then okay, here we go. I, I'll even more directed, I'll start, Ryan, if you will finish, and then feel free to jump in as we go. So, you know, everybody knows this feeling. You, you settle in, everybody close their eyes. The, the guy who starts goes. And then often the guy who starts is usually a leader. So mm-hmm. he wants to set the tone. Mm-hmm. So it's it's eloquent and full and mm-hmm. goes through theological. All the the gospel's already been walked through. <laughs> there's been confession and thanksgiving and supplication yeah. and the whole nine yards and adoration. And, and then all of a sudden there's this pause and everybody just kind of is like, well, yeah, it kind of covered it all. And then you just have these people jumping in who take that lead and pray for five, seven, ten minutes um, try, trotting the same ground of, you know, Walking through the key yeah. <laughs> theological categories of sanctification or justification and, say, and like feels like you're walking through the oro salutis <laughs> all over. <laughs> which, which, to be clear, it's beautiful. Yeah, love to do that. But I think what you're getting at is if you if you can relate with that situation, here's what here's what we're trying to a tip for that situation. Right. Yeah, practical mechanics of praying together in community.
0: And I think some of those situations are so familiar hmm. that anybody you know we can laugh about it joke about it because it's so familiar and you could swap out you know which group it is and you just kind of know these are the dynamics like probably if it's a group of people you're familiar with you could guess in advance which people in the group are going to pray out loud which people are not going to say anything right um and you've probably personally had that experience where you know when you know well when this guy prays he's going to pray for 5 minutes <laughs> and suddenly when it goes silent it snaps you back into the room, like, oh yeah, my mind was wandering or I fell asleep a little bit there, mm-hmm. or now I should start thinking about something to pray for. Or um maybe you're sitting there thinking of something you're gonna pray for, but while one person is going on from one topic to the next, to the next, to the next, you're thinking, oh shoot, he <laughs> just prayed for the thing I was gonna pray for. So now I need to think of something else I'm gonna pray for. And right. then it goes silent and you're like, I
1: don't have anything yet. I'm still <laughs> thinking. <laughs> Man, this is so relatable. Yeah. I just I've but every Christian's who's who's been in godly gospel community has experienced something like mm-hmm. this. So that's why I think this is so helpful and right. And yeah. Good Good thing to be thinking about because we're, what we're not saying is that that type of praying is necessarily wrong or like yeah. there isn't a time for those kind of more medita- meditative, deep praying. Mm-hmm. But for those of us who are in gospel community, uh, our aim is to do all of life together. Mm-hmm. And we want our praying to not feel like this compartmentalized, okay, here's where we really get we pull out all our vocab and Mm -hmm. this is where we really we want that to mirror the rest of the life and and i think one of the benefits of this conversational prayer is it kind of demystifies prayer right and and in a way heightens its normalcy if you will be it becomes part of gospel fluency right where all of a sudden it's not weird like if if i'm in the kitchen you know and we're about ready to start. And Ryan, you, you just like, we're talking about how your week's been. And you mm-hmm. tell me about something that was hard. And I, it, it all of a sudden becomes not weird to say, hey, let's kind of pray for you real quick yeah. and just pray for you. Not not a, because it's, I think people, we hesitate to do that because yeah. it's like, whoa, this is not the time for, we don't <laughs> yeah, have that I don't kind have of that time. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have the time for a sermon. Yeah. So I, I think this is a critical component that yeah. will just foster deeper gospel community. Right. And on both ends, I, I think, you know, for those of us who are
0: comfortable praying out loud, and could go on and on. Mm. Um, oftentimes, if you are earnest in prayer like that, one of the things you desire the most is for other people to mm. pray. That's right. And so thinking about how can I pray in ways that invite and encourage other people to join in? Yeah. And other people are on a different end of the spectrum where they're just trying to get up the courage to pray out loud mm. um, and might be afraid of for various reasons, that I, I don't sound eloquent like that person, mm-hmm. or I don't have the the theological words like this person, or mm-hmm. I can't think of any important things to pray for, or whatever. And so, I think just yeah, gospel fluency is a great way to put it. That this is just a normal way to pray in community. Okay. And I think it's informed by a, a couple of things in in scripture. You know, jokingly I would say <clears throat> there's a the verse in First Thessalonians five seventeen where Paul says, "Pray without ceasing." Right. That's speaking more to uh, an attitude of prayer, a right. prayerfulness of life at all times. He's right. not talking about when you gather to pray. <laughs> just pray without ceasing. Don't you stop. <laughs> <laughs> Once you start, you, just, you keep going. No, but Jesus says in Matthew 6, verses 7 through 8, uh, when you pray, do not heap up empty phrases as the Gentiles do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask Him. And there's an incredible promise there, grounded in the fact that God knows all things. Mm. And and Jesus is making this connection. If he already knows what you need, he's not saying... The implication is not, don't bother asking. No, we are commanded to pray. Right. And so that's a a whole different topic. Well, why does God want us to pray when he already knows? Well, he's glorified when he acts in response to our prayers. That strengthens our faith. It glorifies God. It maintains our sense of dependence on him, reliance on him in faith and in prayer. Um, But he knows already, and that's an assurance to us when we go into prayer, we don't have to, like the Gentiles do, heap up lots of empty phrases. We don't have to say the magic words or think of the scene at Mount Carmel when Elijah's with the prophets of Baal and they're just dancing around for hours and hours trying to get the attention of their God um trying to get him to act by the right incantations and stuff. And Jesus says, don't don't pray like that. Mm. You don't have to say a lot because God already knows. So I think that can also inform our disposition in prayer. Yeah. That um it's okay. You don't have to say it three different ways mm. <laughs> for God to get it. <laughs> you can state it briefly. Right. Make the
1: request and then part of faith is just trusting he knows. Right. So so with that core belief that all of our prayer, God already knows and mm-hmm. is sovereign over. And reminds me of the Acts 4, um, the scene where uh, after Peter's been released from prison and he gathers with the believers, he he leads them in prayer. And he begins by acknowledging that Acts 2, or excuse me, Psalm 2, like all the nation, like everything's happening mm-hmm. because the nation's rage and the kingdom's plot in vain. And all of this is happening because of your predestinate. You are. You have worked sovereignly to predestine to take place. All that is taking place. So yeah. there's this acknowledgement that you are the one in control over all of this. And yet then they go on to ask him to continue to act to give them boldness, mm-hmm. to, to to protect them and give them more of his spirit in order to to promote boldness. And then he acts. The spirit falls on the house, right. it shakes, and off they go to continue. So there's this dance between God's sovereignty and our responsibility. So it, with that as our core belief, mm-hmm. then it makes sense to talk about like, okay, well, when we come to pray, we're not telling God things he does not already know. Yeah. So in praying, we're not necessarily trying to inform God of right. like, hey, here are some things that we'd really like you to pay attention to, but rather it's an expression of the of our cares of mm-hmm. like, these are the things that have been on my mind, things that I... These are the cares that, are, that have been pressing on me. And also, particularly in a community setting, highlights, it, it's it's a way to bring to mind for others things that are going on, my soul or others to, to acknowledge. So really, what's at the essence there of community prayer is the building up of one another, That's of right. there's this... Uh, so where, where Paul in First Corinthians fourteen is talking about this orderly worship when, when you when you come together he mm-hmm. has a whole list I would include prayer in that and he says let all things be done for building up that's it he's not a the, later he says for uh, verse thirty three for God is not a god of confusion mm-hmm. but of peace and so if our when we're praying our purpose is not to inform God or to to make sure that he knows <laughs> he knows mm-hmm. so now it's it's a chance for us. To grow closer together, more united in fellowship Mm -hmm. by bringing our cares to God together in a building up. And so that's why, like, oftentimes we pray for each other. We, you know, if I have a care that I request often, or if somebody in our group, I ask somebody else to pray for them, not, hey, would you? for yourself, right? because that process is a, is a knitting together process. Mm-hmm. It's it's a building up process, a strengthening it process. edifies the church. That's, that's right.
0: It. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I think 1 Corinthians 14 is a great passage to inform, if, if that's the aim of coming together mm. to build up the church, and in that passage, when Paul's dealing with spiritual gifts, he makes the point, uh, if you pray in tongues and nobody understands you, nobody benefits from that. Nobody that's else right. is built up by that because th- in order to be edified, they have to understand, which is why a word of prophecy, he says, is more edifying to the church because people understand mm. what's being spoken. Um, so even just coming into corporate prayer in community, thinking about praying conversationally, having that in mind, like I want to pray in a way that builds up yeah. everybody else here. Th- yeah. That's that's part of the purpose of praying together, um, not just on your own. And so Matthew 18 verse 19, right at the end of that passage on church discipline that we looked at recently, Jesus says, again, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. Mm. So there there, again is that sense of people praying, two or more people praying together and agreeing in prayer, which is why uh, participating, not just sitting there silently while other people pray, but even agreeing uh, whether it's just adding an amen or yes, Lord, or whatever it is that you're comfortable saying out mm-hmm. loud to express, we, it's not just that person praying that. We're all in agreement with that. We That that person just articulated for all of us what we desire from God. And those verbal affirmations, I think if you've experienced prayer in community like that, where people are engaged, yes, it is totally different than praying in a group where you're not sure if everybody's awake, right? <laughs> like, okay, one person's praying, everybody else is silent, and and what's going on? We don't necessarily know. But when you give those verbal affirmations, right. that's part of conversational prayer. Again, much like we're doing right now,
1: verbally interacting, agreeing yes. as we talk. That's yeah. conversational. And there's an affirmate, like you said, there's an affirmation. Which again, w- when I hear you saying yes, that's right. I recognize, okay, we're in this together. Yeah. There's a it encourages you. Encouraging. (laughs) It's a building up. It's a unifying experience. And then to put that in the context of like what you're actually talking about. It's one thing for us to sit here in this room around these mics talking about something that we both agree on Mm -hmm. and going back and forth. But when we're like in the midst of deep trials Mm -hmm. and suffering and grieving and asking God to do what He leaning on promises together, man, that that has a soul edifying, sustaining experience. Yeah. It
0: it builds kind of momentum Mm -hmm. and, um, energy as a group. And and we know, okay, the, the spirit really does move among us. And we are, like you said, we're, we're in this together. We are in agreement together. I think another way to pray conversationally, this takes some restraint. If you are comfortable praying out loud, um, being okay with just praying briefly Mm -hmm. about one thing Mm -hmm. before you move on to the next prayer request, Um, rather than exhausting all the things that could be prayed for this one request, just pick one thing, pray about that, and then leave room for somebody else to jump in and carry the ball from there. It's kind of like in a conversation, if you just move from one topic to the next (laughs) through all the topics you can think of, and then you stop and you hope somebody else just starts talking about some other topic. (laughs) It's all been exhausted. Yeah. It's difficult. But when you leave room, like, all right, here's the topic we're on. I want to leave room for other people, maybe two, three, four other people. I'll pray about that same issue or care or concern before we move on. And maybe somebody moves us on to another topic and then they leave room. And so one way practically to do that is just sometimes we've done this as a GC and just said, all right, let's practice praying conversationally. Just limit your prayer to a sentence or two, Mm. which can be hard to do. And it kind of feels like, well, there's a lot more I could say. Yes. And the Lord knows everything you need before you even ask it. So you can just pray a sentence or two, maybe it's three or four if you want to get technical, whatever. We're not being like legalistic about that, but just practicing, pray briefly and then jump in quickly. Yes. Somebody else jump in and, and pick up the ball right there. And even just with a simple phrase like, yes, Lord, I agree with Matt and what he just asked mm-hmm. you. And I, I want to ask you for this also. Um, again, that that is
1: encouraging, it's edifying, it strengthens community. I think one of the ways that um, this is this becomes difficult and i think it, it highlights you know in a lot of ways a, a good thing that a lot of us grew up well taught on how to pray i don't know mm-hmm. you grew up um, maybe with the like acts right yep adoration confession thanksgiving supplication mm-hmm. and we were taught that's how we pray when you pray this is what you do yep uh, which is great and biblical and yeah, very and, helpful and a great way to, to to learn um which is what i do when i'm praying alone um but i think one of the ways that people feel restraint is maybe that's how they grew up. That's how they've learned. And if they, uh, if they can't get through that process, it feels real weird, <laughs> yeah. which is totally fine. Like all of us know what it's like to like, for instance, like a, a meal before you eat, there are just certain prayers that I pray yep. every time. Same way to ask God. Thank you. Th- thank you for the weather. Thank you for this day. Like all, <laughs> go through your thanksgivings and yep. bless us through our bodies. And off we go. Um, and so the, which is a habit, which is a good thing that that's letting the word dwell in us richly that that's part of practicing the christian life is is by doing it this way but um but I, like you're saying, I think that can also have a restraining effect of people who who are more reliant on the more habitual here's how i here's how I do it, and now you're in a large group and it's just a dynamic. It's yep. a dynamic of of when do I jump in, and oh, you know, I, there he, somebody else just jumped in, and I was just about to jump in. Yep. <laughs> it's just that you both start, and now you start at the same time as you, and now I can't get. There's just <laughs> dynamics involved that being quick to just just lightening it and and, and being more direct mm-hmm. uh, can just have such a, a edifying effect of more people praying, um, even just more conversationally, It just. Yeah. Takes like I think I said earlier, it takes the 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 mis- the mystery out of it, which mm-hmm. there is plenty of mystery in prayer, mm-hmm. but takes the like over spiritualized mystery of like, well, now we're talking about a now we're doing something super spiritual, right? Yeah, if it feels
0: like th- this is for the the most mature right. super
1: spiritual Christians
0: or the the most. Doctrinally, theologically informed people with the biggest vocabularies, you know, God, mm. God must really be impressed with those prayers. I, that's why I just find Jesus' teaching on prayer in Matthew six so helpful. Mm. Y, you don't, you don't pray for show. This, the verses right before this is where He talks about that. Mm. Don't, don't be like the Pharisees that they, they like to stand out on the street corner uh, and they they like to be seen by other people when they pray. So, so that factors into conversational prayer as well. Like we're, when we're praying in community, that temptation is there, <clears throat> the desire to be seen by other people um, or to impress other people with our knowledge or our vocabulary or whatever. And so I think those verses are relevant as well. We are praying to our Father in heaven who knows all things, sees all things, um, not to impress other people. And then we are praying um, with the confidence that He hears us, and we don't have to just get the wording so or Mm. impress Him with empty phrases and incantations again. So I, I think it's fairly simple. Think how you, it, you know how to converse, you know how to stand around in a group of friends or sit around the table with friends or family and have a conversation. Yeah. S- striving to pray together more like we converse. Mm. It, it, it is funny how you mentioned like um, that awkward moment when two people start to pray at once. It, <laughs> why does it feel so much more awkward in prayer than that happens all the time in conversation? Right. Two people start, and you go, "Oh, you, you go ahead. Go ahead." <laughs> and then, yeah. and then somebody comes back around, like, "Hey, you were going to say something? What, what was that?" <laughs> you, you jump right in. You know, just like those are the dynamics of yeah. group conversation, communication, um, and so <clears throat> praying in in similar ways, making room for each other. I, I just think the effect of that is so strengthening and mm-hmm. edifying. And 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 when you go into prayer, not only thinking, "I, I want to go to God with these requests," but I want to participate. I am a participant here in prayer in community and i want to participate and be be actively engaged in such a way that other people are built up and encouraged in their faith too right those those are vibrant times of prayer mm. and there is a there's a significant difference if if prayer has felt stagnant dull whatever um if you haven't experienced that kind of conversational prayer in community yeah. you, you might think well we couldn't pray very long without Getting pretty bored, but when you do pray
1: yeah. actively and engage like that, it it's it's edifying. Yeah, and just for those who have children in this uh, uh, appropriate season, it, this is by making this shift, mm-hmm. it welcomes and invites our children into it, mm-hmm. where um, they don't they don't feel like they have the, to hit this high bar of maturity to to join in the prayer, yep. um, but rather just ask God, <laughs> just conversationally. It just invites everybody in, from the most mature to the least mature, to just say, hey, we are going to God with all of our lives, yeah. and we're doing it together. And so let that prayer... Um, it just reminds me so much of, of what we see in the book of Acts, where they just... Something happened, and they prayed, and they got together, mm-hmm. and they prayed, and off they went, and God As acted. natural as conversation. That's right. So if, that, if you find that helpful or... You have any questions about? Okay, how can we do that in our particular GC? Or want more practicals? Please reach out to Ryan uh, or myself, and we would love to to come with some ideas because we just we recognize that this is such a key category. To I know for my GC, I, I want to make this more of a habit mm-hmm. um, rather than just kind of having one person pray or just kind of unguided prayer or, or on nights where we particularly wanting to schedule just, we're just going to pray tonight. Mm -hmm. And rather than that being some like, oh gosh, here we go. There's going to be 30 (laughs) minutes of sitting around doing nothing, trying Mm -hmm. to keep the kids quiet. Mm -hmm. Bring it into a conversation and pray conversationally and pray by faith. We do this all in the spirit. That's so critical. Every Mm -hmm. prayer is done in the spirit. In Christ, brought to the Father, Mm -hmm. and He who is interceding uh, between us and the Father right now. So just recognize this is a supernatural event. Mm. So we're not going to be... There's no program that you or I could come up with. Just do these steps, and then therefore the Spirit uh, will act, and your prayers will be answered. No, we have to do this by faith. And he's trusting God to to do what he said he would do that when we come together to pray without ceasing, that we are built up and mm-hmm. we are brought, peace is brought and soul, souls are strengthened and, and so forth. So Amen. may that be so of our yes. church, of our gospel communities, of our families. That'd be a great place to start mm-hmm. with your families. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, till next time, Ryan. That's good.